Archmanis. Tournament of 64 bourbons. Tournament of 64. Hello and welcome back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today with us, we have Mr. Matt Jasnoff, Toby hey, Hatfield, and Josh Hillman. How are we doing, fellas? Fine. How are you? What's up? Very lovely good. Evening. Doing all right. Doing all right. Just chilling in the basement. We are on uh, using the house party app. Uh, we're going to see how this works today for uh, technologies. And um, so we're uh, social distancing while we're discussing the podcast. Um, we want <clears throat> to thank Matt Wagner for uh, hosting this month's um, entire uh, kind of season for uh, the March Madness. Um, we're going rolling into the final four. And we're going to talk about that along with what we're sampling today. Josh has unfortunately got me on an OFO kick, so uh, I, I'll, I'm sipping on some uh, Old Forester. And fellas, wh- what do you got going on? We'll start with uh, Matt, then we'll go to Toby, then Josh. That way, we're working clockwise from myself. Well, good question there. So I, I decided to go on a little bit of a Four Roses kick tonight. Um, I've got the Coxes and Evergreen pick. That's the 11 year, one month OESO. <laughs> Uh, and then I've actually got a Bourbon Crusaders pick, which is a nine-year, six-month OESV. Uh, that one comes in pretty, pretty tasty at uh, 120 proof. So, uh, but man, I, I forgot how good these OESOs were. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it, it, it's my favorite blend of the of the Four Roses. How about oh, you, Toby? What you got going? Uh, right now, I'm got a little bit of Weller Full Proof and. Going to be trying here in a little bit uh, that old Forester, that honey, uh, honey orchard that uh, Josh was able to supply to me. Wonderful, wonderful. So, so far today, I uh, Toby brought over a couple bottles, dropped them off on my porch of Oak and Eden. Got a chance to try their bourbon inspire and their wheat inspire. Um, I'm also drinking on a Fern Creek. Barrel three, one of their single barrel proofs coming in at 113.28 proof. There you go. And I have had some of the Weller full proof single barrel select that I was fortunate enough to pick up from the Silver Dollar and it's pick number two, which has a, a really, uh, I thought it kind of tasted like cotton candy, but I think somebody corrected me and said it might be a marshmallow fluff flavor. Really good. Yeah, that that um, silver dollar pick is absolutely amazing. That number two is. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need to steal some more of that from you. I'm almost out of mine. It's not bad. I, I am, you know, I'm not a huge Weller fan, but it's it's pretty good. <laughs> I Listen, I enjoy sitting by the fire and drinking some of that, so no qualms there. Yeah. So we're all, we're all social distancing, Scott. And it sounds like maybe that social distancing is uh, is new to you all. But, you know, as an engineer, I've uh, spent most of my life social distancing myself. Probably not on purpose, but just by the engineer in me. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's probably somewhat the case in, in what I would consider most engineers. I mean, let's let, let's talk, obviously, about the elephant in the room. Our business partner in this whole thing is uh, our buddy Steve Weber, and <laughs> I mean he's never on, <laughs> doesn't talk, doesn't do this, and it might be uh, natural for uh, the engineer to be a little bit more of an introvert. 
I've uh, I've made jokes about how uh, this whole social distancing is like an introvert's wet dream. <laughs> yeah, even though Weber's not on, we wouldn't have been able to do the bracket and the, the whole challenge on the website without him. So um, I'm glad he was able to help pull those things together. No, absolutely. He's been doing a great job on the website and keeping things up to date. Um, I, I need to, you know, do a little bit better job of uh, keeping track of uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, but it, maybe maybe I should uh, relegate one of those duties to one of you guys. <laughs> tweet, tweet. So what I wanted to do, too, is uh, today's episode, I wanted to go through rounds two and three of the bracket and talk about some of the upsets and some of the things that we're seeing and talk about currently where we're at in the final four. A couple surprises in here. Um, I think the the folks from Old 55 have uh, definitely um, put their feelers out to all their friends and family to be able to continue to vote and uh, push them along. But that doesn't mean they don't have a great product. It was just a little surprising with the overall uh, the fact that they knocked off William Larue Weller the very first round. So um, I'm going to go through some of these, uh, just looking for some feedback on what you guys think, and and were you surprised at all? I'm still surprised. Yeah. <laughs> right now we we're, we're looking at uh, the, Matt's the, surprised because this is the first time he's seen it. <laughs> So the the East Region bracket, we at the top we had in the Sweet Sixteen, we had Weller one hundred and seven versus Four Roses Limited Edition uh, Small Batch, and I would have never guessed on this that that the the uh, Four Roses would have taken that. I would have expected Weller one hundred and seven, especially considering it knocked off Pappy twenty three. Weller one hundred and seven is my jam. So yeah, that's the one that that's the normal a lot of daily drinkers for a lot of folks. So I would I was a little surprised at that. Um, and then the Booker's twenty fifth edition got um, or I mean, which got knocked off for four roses, but then the seventeen ninety two foolproof against the four roses single barrel. Um, I was a little surprised. I, I wasn't surprised in the four roses single barrel at the fifteenth seed to to win that one. Um, it was just a little surprising that that the the 1792 was even there and knocked off Kentucky Owl and Bladen Bow 22. You know, Toby, I think we talked about this a bit. Uh, I want to say Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday this week when talking about the voting and the thought that a lot of people came out here and there were a lot of bourbons they had never tried. I mean, I'm looking here at the final four and – now, even today, today was my first time having one of these bourbons. Uh, I guess I've had some of the Four Roses single barrel, but it's not really one of my drinkers. I think people have come in and voted for what they drink on a regular to push it forward, with the exception of a few pappies that, uh, you know, carry a name weight to it. Well, the, the only pappy that's left in the field in the final four is the pappy Van Winkle 15 year. Because uh, it's the best one. And, and that's the that reason. It, it is the best one. I think when we when we talked about this on the, the, the very first night, we all picked who we thought was going to win. And I picked out Pappy, uh, Pappy 15 because I think it was the one that most people liked. The, the 23, they always say, is a little bit too woody. The, the 12 tastes a lot like the Weller um, Weller 12, a little bit better, but similar to the Weller 12, so they wouldn't consider it as special. Um, but the 15 is the one that um, that most people consider the, the best drinker out of the, the Pappy lineup. 
So now that we've, we're all here together and I didn't get to participate in the first few uh, discussions, I'd like to take up my dislike here with Matt over my old foe single barrel being knocked out. <laughs> Listen, I'm a, I'm a and, and I guess, I guess we'll put it to, a, I think a blind taste test is in order when the social distancing finally kicks. Um, I, so does this mean I've got to save my favorite old forester to put up against whatever four roses crap you want to pull? Oh no 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 no! no. <laughs> I, I told you. Oh wow! Well, that'd be, that'd be fighting words right there. But I, I'm not even going to put it in the same tier as my four roses single barrel picks. But what I will humor you with is you pick your best old forester single barrel pick, and I'll pick my best single barrel buffalo trace pick, and we're going to put them head to head in a blind taste test. So everyone, I know what'll happen, without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We're gonna. I oh, think we pick a random panel. I don't think it can be the four of us. I think it's got to be a random panel. A random panel. Yeah. We got to pick a jury. All right, all right. Well, I have recently come across a few that I just love. the uh, The Honey Orchard, which uh, was awesome. And the cherry picker, both very cool by the master taster uh, there at Old Forester. Master taster. Dude, that honey orchard was super good. But that that honey orchard was really, really good. I'm not too sure that it's not better than the the cherry picker. The nose on it is pretty crazy. It smells like a, a refreshing orchard. And that's just shocking to me that you can smell that. But then when you taste it, it's just smooth. It does. It, it smells almost like a big, like, apple orchard. I'm glad I picked up two of them. So just to jump back into the bracket a little bit, I, I want to get through this real quick and, and make sure that everybody's aware of wherever, where we finally uh, ended up with the Final Four. The one that was probably, I guess, Scott's biggest surprise, I'm assuming, is the Well of Foolproof against the George T. Stag, and the Well of Foolproof came out ahead there. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm kind of yeah, the Gorgie tea stag. Yeah, I guess I'm really kind of shocked by that. But but I will say this: this is the one thing that I did get feedback from the, from some of the guys in the hounds, some of the guys in uh, LBC. A lot of them haven't tried, you know, Gorgie. So therefore, you know, they're uh, they're they're like, oh man, I, I really like Weller Foolproof, but I've never had the George T. Stag. So therefore, you know, I've I'm I went with the Weller. So. But don't get me wrong, I I like me some weather foolproof, but the single barrel picks are not as good as the non-single barrel pick, in my opinion. And I don't know if I just had a couple that were just okay, but I have one bottle of a non-single barrel pick weather foolproof, and it is by far the best one I've ever had, which is what got me addicted to finding them at first now if i probably would have found one of those other ones then then yeah i actually probably would have picked george g stack i think a lot of it is kind of subjective to what you've had um which i thought that was incredibly interesting yeah i'm actually trying the the well of foolproof right now and it, it it's amazing i actually very uh, very much like this one um <clears throat> and i'm not a huge weller fan overall but this is something that uh, 
if I could get my hands on more often, um, luckily Josh had a sample of it for me. Um, I would definitely want to give this a shot because this is amazing. Which, uh, which oh, it's a solid pool. That's the pearl. That's the silver dollar pick. It is. Yeah. Silver, silver dollar, dollar number two. So yeah, I, I overall think the silver dollar pick is one of the better Weller foolproofs that I've actually had. Everybody's telling me though that uh, Liquor Barns was really, really good this year, and I've not cracked my Liquor Barn bottle yet. So I, I really have to be just subjective of the of the ones that I've tried. So is is that the only one you've ever tried, Toby? Or it, mean, yeah, or Josh, this is the only one I've ever tried. Yeah, it's it's my first go at a bottle of foolproof Weller. Uh, it's pretty good. I mean, it's got a, a wide taste. Uh, the The variety of different things you pull out of it are pretty unique. And I was surprised uh, with the flavor. The first drink kind of caught me off guard. And then the second one, I told you guys earlier, I thought it was cotton candy and uh, ended up being a good marshmallowy flavor pick to it. But a pretty good bottle. So in the bracket with Weller Foolproof moving on, they're actually going up against O fifty five, and I think right now that O fifty five is the the one to beat because um, the the folks from the distillery themselves have been posting and sharing and making sure their folks get out and vote, which is exactly what we want to have happen. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if O fifty five knocks off Weller Foolproof to go to the championship against probably Pappy Van Winkle fifteen. So today, yeah, I, I, I'm today not, was supposed to be our trip up to old 55 uh had we not been coronavirus quarantined and socially distanced so it's just it's uh it's interesting to me that that happened that they came into the final four and here we had to cancel going out to see them today yeah but hopefully we're going to get that rescheduled and, and be able to go up there and visit and i think it's going to be a great visit plus um, maybe, um, they can be uh, a part of some future promotions for us because they've been such a good, um, um, good for us to be able to spread the word about what we're doing and our bracket and everything. Yeah. Uh, Jason was, he, he was super upset, you know, um, based off of the couple of emails that we shared back and forth that he was like sad that we weren't going to be able to come up and, and, uh, with everything that was going on. And he said, you know, I really look forward to carrying this conversation forward in the future. So I just finished off whatever I was drinking of the Fern Creek single barrel, barrel three. The real question is, what do I pick next to drink tonight? Man, you know what? I haven't seen you hit the the old Russell's Reserve that much lately, man. You, you might have to go back to hit a little bit of that. Or you could always break out one of the big boys and grab you some Stag Jr. Nah, I'm going to go for the truffle shuffle from the kegs. The kegs liquor pick tonight. The bottle. Matt, he's back. <laughs> the guy is back. No, your phone died, huh? Well, I don't, you know, it was weird. It was plugged into my computer, so I was a little, I was a little caught off guard that it died. Yeah, it's probably pulling a lot more so bandwidth I, than it normally does. I think so. So I just, I plugged it into the wall upstairs, so we're good now. Matt, good I just deal, told deal. him I was uh, picking up my keg liquors truffle shuffle pick, nice. and I think I gave both Scott and Toby. A sample of this. I think Scott already had his, if I remember right. And Toby's <laughs> I, got his. I, I crushed mine. Doesn't surprise me. This yeah. uh, this pick, and I'm just going to finish off the bottle. She gone. She gone. This, this pick has been phenomenal. And if we get out of this socially distanced quarantine, I'm going to make a chance to go over to the uh, 
Charlestown Road store and pick me up another because I have loved this thing. Do they have some still in the stores? That's what uh, I was tweeting with them uh, midweek this week, asking if they had any left. And they said they had some left there in New Albany. Well, I might, if, I, if I'm out, I will go ahead and snatch up a bottle. Or two. You pick should. one up for me. Two. Will do. <laughs> Times two. <laughs> Times Utah, two. <laughs> two. So... So, uh, Matt, you're you're a big single row, uh, four rows of single barrel fan. I am. You're also a Pappy fan. Well, I I don't know if you can call me a fan or not. I mean, I enjoy drinking it every so often. But if you were to if you were to be like Matt, like I really heard that you love Pappy. I I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. But I there are other things that I would probably pick on a bar first. So when you went and voted for your uh, final four, did you pick four roses or Pappy fifteen? Uh, dude, all votes are private. I will not discuss <laughs> anything. That or you didn't vote. No, well, sounds like I, a four banger to me. I will. I will tell you the Pappy fifteen is probably my favorite one out of any of them. So yeah, I I have a feeling that that one's going to move forward. I I think it's going to be old fifty five against Pappy Van Winkle fifteen. I, mean, I am drinking me some four roses. This is, so um, we got a. Couple, I would be shocked. I would be shocked if the four roses won. I really would be. Well, it, it's not really that. It's I think that old fifty five has um, done such a good job promoting it on their own. So I think that they're going to be hard to beat. Got it. We got a Cinderella story working up there. That's right. Yeah. I, I, on the Indiana Bourbon Drinkers Association, I'm on their Facebook group. Somebody posted it in there, and people are like, yeah, oh, 55. So all, all those northern Indiana boys are uh, are super excited, and they seem to be uh, voting in that in that area. So. We, should, we should have picked them for our Calcutta team. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of, Absolutely. One of the things that, that we were considering when we put this bracket together was – one of the potential prizes being whatever bourbon that actually won. And with the fact that there's some Pappy 23 or Eagle Rail 17 or Mictors 25, we knew that some of those weren't going to be possibilities. We're not going to get our hands I'm on I'm sure any. glad we don't have to buy one of those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what's funny is what's left on the field, um, we probably could have picked up one of those bottles. Of course, Pappy would have been the most expensive. But we could have picked up a, a Weller foolproof for 055 and uh, for hundred dollars or so, and then the four rows of single barrel for fifty or sixty bucks. So it would have been something we definitely could have added to the prize, but we didn't. We, I think we got a really stellar prize pack though for everybody, and I think a lot of people are looking forward to that uh, uh, Rolling Fork rum. I really appreciate it, Turner, for doing that. I mean, what a what a great treat that was. No, absolutely, Turner. Turner was really cool about doing that. Josh, I, I, I'm sad you didn't get to go visit with us with Turner because I really think you would have enjoyed a, a few of the pours that we had that day. I think and that was I, a work night, and I was out working, and y'all were out drinking, but I get it. We, hey, no, we were that working. Was pretty cool, too. We were working. It was market research. It was market research. <laughs> Absolutely. Market research. I keep waiting for you all to tell me how much market research is worth. <laughs> Not tree fitty. So over, uh, right. I think uh, – go ahead. No, I was going to say overall, um, even though we're in four different locations and we're joining in the house party, and I, I can actually see your ugly mugs right now, 
I think I think this is a good um, solution for our social distancing uh, during for our podcast. So uh, I'm assuming this is probably what we're going to do uh, for the next few weeks, maybe a month or two. What what would I like God, to do? I hope it's not two months. <laughs> I mean, hey, yeah. saying uh, these next sixty days. I know. I keep sanitizing from the inside, you guys. 120 proof. (laughs) Mine's 107 proof today. Mine's 120. What's funny is the only thing that I've been drinking is either something out of one of these bottles or vitamin water with 150% vitamin C in each bottle. So I've been killing the vitamin C and, and, and or bourbon. You're just killing the vitamins with the whiskey, but okay. Yeah. Hey. I'm going hey, from both ends. Is there some kind of more. counteract there, Mr. Engineer? <laughs> no, man, just more whiskey. <laughs> whiskey kills everything. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. One so, of the hey, thi- guys, I, I think we should – I was going to say, I think we should really talk a little bit about our, our upcoming barrel pick that we're going to do and and uh, have a little bit of a conversation around the fact that, you know, we're, we're going to do our first barrel pick. It's going to be with French Lick, and they've sent us uh, – what one, two, three, like five different samples to try. Yeah. So, uh, is anybody super excited about that? Dude, I'm pumped to try it. I mean, I was, I was ecstatic when we went there. They were, they were such a great experience. Like, they're incredibly warm and welcoming. They're, they're the greatest people to have conversations with. I mean, they're open. They're personable. Um, I mean, that was really. You know, if you had if you had never gone to a distillery before, and French Lick was the first distillery you had ever been to, you would you'd probably be blown away because you were like, "Oh my god! Like, what a great experience this is! Like, the process behind it, their theories, their their thoughts, their their values, their beliefs. I mean, everything is really, really unique, and they're passionate about it. You can tell that they care about the whiskey that they're making, and that's really the most important thing." And, um, and that's really what showed, you know, what showed when we were there was how much they value what they're making. Um, and and so, and you can't buy that. I didn't go on that tour or that, uh, that podcast with you guys, but I listened to it, uh, in my car, like the day you, day it got posted. And that is by far my favorite episode that I have listened to the spirits of French lick. Uh, podcast. I mean, just off the hook, crazy. That, I mean, that was the best one we've. I think that that was the most fun that we've had at one of them. Well, it's obvious. Yeah, by by far the the most fun. Well, I, I tell you what, though, it, when you go back and you look at it, just some of the Allenisms, and that's what I'm going to call them, are Allenisms. Um, I, I've <laughs> I've I've heard some of those things from like my grandpa or from like crazy uncles, different things like that, but. Man, the way he rolled him off his tongue, like, bam, 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 was just, like, unbelievably funny and just had a great time. And then, you know, then Matt's inappropriate conversation with Jolie turned the whole thing uh, upside down, which I, I just love. Oh, it's me. <laughs> Listen, we don't know why it is, but it's always you. <laughs> so, and, fine, fine, I'll take it, I'll take it. And you talked about the, the pick that, that we're going to do. The reason that we chose them wasn't necessarily because we couldn't have done something at a, a different distillery that we visited or, or even somewhere else, is that we really enjoyed what they were doing. We really had such a great time. And we sat there and um, almost polished off an entire bottle of something that we're, we think 
is one of the ones of their samples that we're, we're going to try. So that's, yeah, the, that, that was the reason that I wanted to do that. That's true. That, yeah. that was the only distillery that we've been at so far that all of us that were there unanimously were like, Oh my God, this is awesome. Because, yeah. you know, we've gone to a couple different places and, you know, there's, you know, two of us like something, one of us don't, three of us like it, one of us don't, two and two, one and three, you know, there's always been, um, you know, uh, a difference with it. But French Flick was the only place that all of us were 100%. Yes, this is, this is freaking awesome. It was by far, yes. I agree. <clears throat> now, I, I, that that being said, I think we went to when we went to um, uh, Copper and Kings, we had a very good conversation, and we ended had up, an awesome time at Copper and Kings. I, I think we were that we were down there in their in their cellar there for at least a couple hours, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and we, but here's the thing: so Copper and Kings, we all enjoyed the products that um, that they made. But they were all so different that I would, if we were to go through it, each one of us had our own favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that's, and that's the cool thing about Copper and Kings is they have such variety in the stuff that they make that we, we have the ability to say, hey, you know, I like this one, but I like this one. Well, I'm just going to wait till you all decide to barrel it. Let's go, you know? Yeah, and and I I you know I kind of felt that way a little bit about you know when we went to New Riff like we were all kind of sampling those the little samplers that he brought out and he was pouring everybody a little bit of this and a little bit of that yeah and I kind of felt like everybody was kind of like oh that one's okay or this one and then everybody kind of had a different favorite one so it's it's kind of weird how that kind of works yeah <laughs> and New Riff, and New Riff's single barrel process selection is pretty unique as well. Um, where they kind of just let you like touch, scratch, and sniff it before you actually get to try it. Um, so you really, you're really trusting the uh, master distiller and the taster, their tasting notes of it before you actually pick something. That always brings another unique process to it. You know, Four Roses kind of is the same thing where you show up, they give you a sheet of what's there, and you see the recipe and the age of it, and then you kind of go from there. Um, but you know, everybody has their own little unique process and niche to it. But so I, I think when we get, when we finish the pick for, uh, French uh, spirits, of French lick, I think it's going to be something that not only are we going to enjoy, I think everybody who gets their hands on a bottle will, will enjoy as well. So and if they don't, that's just more for me to enjoy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So we're going to partner with who is it, Matt? I think you set it up through Commonwealth Tap. Is who we're going to partner with on that on that selection? Yeah. So I talked to I talked to them about it. They are um, they're going to try it with us, and you know they're going to see how it goes. They're going to see if they like it, um, and they're kind of we're going to kind of you know evaluate it from there. And if they don't want to, I've got an Indiana group that, that will pick it up. You know, I, I've talked to a couple of people over here that said that they would be willing to you know help I mean, us out. You know, here's the thing with them is if you go around asking a lot of people if they're familiar with the spirits of French Lake, most of them are going to say, no, we heard about them, but we don't know a whole lot. So the more that, you know, it's a it's a win-win situation for everybody because the more that we get to share their product with people who don't know them, 
you know, the more publicity they get, you know, the more they can grow, the more they can do more unique picks and so forth. So this could be, you know, a great win-win for everybody involved. How about you, Josh? Of the ones that you've been on, and I think you did what New Riff and then uh, Neely. Which, which which experience was the best for you, and 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 which one you know which one brings the, back the best memories for you? Two totally different places. I mean, New Riff was really cool. Uh, just getting to sit down with Jay and talk with him and the process that they had or have, and Neely. Uh, was kind of cool to me just getting to, to hear the down home, you know, down Kentucky story uh, that we got to listen to uh, while Royce wasn't in just, just neat opportunities. I thought it was cool at Neely that we got to, got to bottle our own, uh, our own bottle of bourbon from them and new riffs, just cool how they have made everything happen there and the transformation from going from being a liquor store to a, a distillery was pretty neat in its own for me. Yeah. Are you opening it up? Oh, it looks like Scott's opening Scott? up the Neely. Scott, yeah, I decided, a crack of it? it's, it's a, it's a fresh crack Saturday. So, well, see now Get, the unfortunate thing for me is, Literally the day that we got home from the distillery, I brought it over. I brought that bottle over to my next door neighbor's house, and you know we were uh, we were playing cards and making dinner. And I, I don't know what happened, but it seemed like only a few hours went by, and the entire bottle was crushed. I mean, we destroyed it, and it was so good. We, we were like, man, I I, I guess we got to take another trip out to the speedway. And go get it. So I, I think we should take another trip to not only Neely to to pick up some more stuff, but I think we need to go back to Boone County because I need to get my book stamped and New Riff so I can get my book stamped. I mean, you know, maybe <laughs> when the casino when, opens up, we can kill a couple of birds with one stone. But <laughs> when quarantine is over, it's on like Donkey Kong. Listen, I'm not in quarantine. You guys are. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, during this quarantine too, we had to cancel uh, another one. I think you guys would have really enjoyed. I sat down with um, the folks from uh, Huber's, and uh, and he was sharing a lot of different uh, products with me and um, Ted Huber there, and and his two sons were were there and talking about everything. They had a rye that was was amazing. Um, they had their single barrel there that was a family select. So they all, uh, selected the exact same. They all went in to pick one barrel and, and produce that, which was, was amazing. So unfortunately we, we weren't able to make it there because of the quarantine issues. Um, but that's something we're going to be able to go back sooner than later. Yeah, no, I, but I, absolutely. I, I, go ahead. Right now they're all making hand sanitizer and I got to get some of that stuff, man. <laughs> that's right. Buffalo Trace, man, they got their hand sanitizer out. That that shit'll be allocated here in about another week. Yeah. Single <laughs> barrel select <laughs> Yeah, I actually have some of the the Huber sanitizer. Um, yeah, dude, I got I got some single barrel Buffalo Trace hand sanitizer. I've got y'all covered on that. <laughs> <Tagers>. <laughs> 
it, it, it's strange so. times where all the distilleries turned around and instead of making bourbon or brandy or whatever they were producing moonshine or whatever decided to go ahead and 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 do the public some good and produce that hand sanitizer because you couldn't get it in the stores i think that was amazing that they did that you know good for them and yeah good for good for everybody kind of stepping up to the plate and, and taking one for the team and and realizing that hey these people support us let's support them you know, I realize it's a it's a small process for them making hand sanitizer out of their new make, but um, I mean, what what a dramatic impact that's had on society. I don't, I think that's really underappreciated by a lot of people, but you know, it, it shouldn't go unnoticed. Hey, I just know don't Governor sell Holcomb. that stuff on the secondary market, okay? Dude, yeah, I'm gonna put right. a sticker yeah. on it, dip it in wax, and I'm gonna sell it on the secondary market. <laughs> All right, let it go. <laughs> <clears throat> But uh, Governor Holcomb actually gave uh, Ted and Dana a big shout out at, at, at Starlight to, you know, say, hey, man, we, we really appreciate it. And that's exactly what, you know, Ted and Dana said. They're like, you know, hey, the, the community has been supporting us for years. It's it's about time that we did something and gave back. So I, I love hearing those type of stories. I know Spirits of French Lick were giving things to the state police. They're in those outlying areas. So uh, it, it's just awesome to see that. And I know Jason Fruits is doing the same thing. Up at Old Fifty Five, he's been uh, basically supporting um, the Indiana State Police up there um, near West Lafayette and in and, and that range. So uh, it, it's great to see that these distilleries are doing such a great job, you know, supporting our community, you know, in Indiana and Southern Indiana and Kentucky as well. So the question here <laughs> is: Now that we're on quarantine with Corona, who's growing beards? I'm thinking about like handlebar mustaches or. You know, Fu Manchu's. Anybody else See, doing anything? Unfortunately, Scott and I still actually have to go into the office every day. <laughs> well, so, I mean, my my beard is what it is. So yeah, you guys were stuff. listed as quote air quote essentials. Yeah, we're the essentials. What can I say? I piss excellent every single day. I get up. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I understand we all put our pants on one leg at a time, but the only difference between oh you do my pants are made of freaking gold. <laughs> that's right shit well, I, don't know. I don't know what you're talking about i can jump into both my pants legs at the same time y'all y'all probably do it one leg at a time <laughs> made of gold and you piss bourbon this <laughs> excellence um, man but bourbon yeah. is excellent yeah shit we still gotta go into the office every day working from home sucks it, it really does it's rough it does. It's rough. You're like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go drive to work for 20 minutes and jam out. But it's just a 30-second like walk down the steps. Time, like you eat your breakfast, you have your coffee, you get ready to leave. You could probably do that still. You can you can do all that and just take a 20-minute drive and end up back in your driveway and get ready for work. Listen, uh, listen nothing's know, changed for Matt. He, he gets up, drinks his coffee, jack holes around for like an hour, and then he goes to work. <laughs> Listen, it happens sometimes. <laughs> my office is currently 12 feet away from my bourbon bunker, and that's really rough. So, hey, not to interrupt too much, but this Neely pour that I have, I mean, I, the amount of just charred goodness that's in the bottom of that barrel, dude, it is so damn tasty. Some some flavor crystals floating around in there? Is that what is that what I hear? Mm-hmm. Yep. And by the way, I, I spoke to Royce uh, about a week ago, and, and he said he can't wait to, to get together with us and when all this shit's over with and, 
and uh, kick the tires and talk a little bit more about their actual brewing, uh, distilling and brewing process up there. So, yeah, I think that's yeah. going to be a lot of fun to go back. Yeah, I, th- I think we're going to talk to him and uh, and Alan on the same day. Oddly enough, I think we're going to do a party at Toby's house where we're going to have both of them over to to Toby's, and it's going to be listen, Royce and us and Alan. Listen, I appreciate the heck out of both of them, but I think we need to train in order to have a night out with the two. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I, I think I, I can hang. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I know I can't. So I probably can't. <laughs> I don't listen. So, I don't think I can hang with them. All right. <laughs> uh, no, probably not. I will say this though, man. I, I did finally. Uh, I started watching Moonshiners a little bit. You know, just to be. You know, kind of. Like I said, we're stuck in hell, right? You know. So, but I, I watched the episode of uh, Royce. I can still go out. <laughs> Okay, great for you, Matt. You're not supposed to. <laughs> but you, you can still go out. I guess that's true. You're not technically under a complete lockdown. No, but, we're not. You know, but you're not supposed to be going out, out, I think. I'm pretty sure that's what you well, know. Mr. Bashir said. Have you been having bourbon with Bashir? Bourbon? Apparently no, everybody else has. Bourbon or beer with Bashir. That's what it's called. Well, I don't have cable. But yeah, yeah, at 5 o'clock, everyone has a bourbon with Bashir. Yeah. I will say, I'm 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 kind of jealous, and this is the first time I've been jealous of a of the governor that somebody else has over our governor. I, I and not that I don't like Holcomb, I I, I think Holcomb's doing a fine job, but uh, he's one of those dudes that kind of gets in, gets out, and says what he has to say. And and he was real cool about the fact that you know he was real direct with. This is what we're going to do in Indiana. We're not asking the federal government shit. We're just doing what we're going to do, and that's the way it's going to be. And I, and I love that. But Bashir just has that kind of like, we love you. You're Kentucky. Uh, we're going to do everything we can to protect you. And 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 I just makes me give gives me the warm and fuzzies. Wow, hey man. Holcomb's got that beard and gives you the warm and fuzzies is appreciated. <laughs> Holcomb's got cowboy boots. Anybody that walks in with a suit and cowboy boots has got my vote. Yeah. <laughs> He's got his 357 on his hip, walks in with a suit and cowboy boots. It may not be Absolutely. on his hip, but it's somewhere. Party's oh, in the back. you've got such a pretty face. He's, he's not the no, he Tiger doesn't. King. He doesn't have a mullet. It's okay. Have you watched that? Wait a second, wait a second. Oh my gosh! You haven't watched it yet. I've not watched it. Oh I've not God. watched it yet either. Me and Becky talked about watching it, but I just I almost can't bring myself to doing it because no, everybody Gab- else is. Gabby and I just binge watched it last night. It is awesome. It, it was a it was a train wreck smashing into a dumpster fire. I mean, it was unbelievable how <laughs> crazy was, it was. Somebody <laughs> shot with a stick of dynamite. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know how much more, how many more. Like, yeah. Man. It that, makes you rethink everybody who you called a crazy cat person in your life. Well, it, it wasn't just about the. It's just the stuff. It's like every time you thought it couldn't get worse, each person got worse. It was bananas. Like are they like complete like hillbilly, like crazy out of their mind, or I mean, well, they're they're crazy out of their mind, but like one of them is brilliant. Like one of them is actually really smart. Um, the other people. So I know nothing. I know nothing about this. Can I ask, are they from West Virginia? No. No, none of them are from West Virginia. South Carolina, Oklahoma, and Florida. Florida. My mind is blown. Is it? No, when you, well, when you all see the it, when you watch it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. 
Yeah. It, All right. Dude, Steve Weber, Steve will back you up on crazies come from West Virginia. <laughs> no, I agree with you on that one. But <clears throat> I have spent two nights in my life in West Virginia. I will never go back. <laughs> uh, I spent one night there. It was pretty fun. What, recently, yeah. uh, with my job, I had to go to West Virginia a lot. Um, luckily I don't, uh, I'm, I'm switching over now. Not luckily. I enjoyed the people there. So I, I, I can't say that I hated it at all, but the drive, they are your people. Well, I mean, uh, uh, I am from my family's from Mingo County, West Virginia. So people, they said people in West Virginia make fun of people from Mingo County. So it, it, it is what it is. Chickens don't race canaries. All right. We're going to wrap this thing up. So if you want to reach us, you can reach us at bourbonbarreltalk.com. You can also find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I think Instagram. our Twitter handle is Bourbon Barrel Tea. It's kind of like Big Bad Tea, Toby, over there. Um, so Bourbon Barrel Tea. Um, this is Scott, Toby, Matt, and Josh. We're all signing off. Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm Rick James. <laughs>